hot girls. How's it going? I am trying this thing, just in case you're wondering what all that is. Uh, the artist Fathom note taker. It's supposed to record the call, transcribe and like be able to find action points. And I've been testing it out and I haven't quite got it figured out yet, but if I could, it'd be super helpful for everybody, I think. Yeah, sounds so cool. We're, we're giving it a go. It's like a AI thing that summarizes and I don't know, we'll see. Hi, everyone. Oh, hi, Daniela. Hi, Megan. And I didn't say directly hi to Natalie and Ioana. Just want to do that. Um, how's things going today? Pretty good. How are we feeling about, I'm, I'm just jumping right in here. How are we feeling about Visibility Month as a whole? Do you guys feel like you're understanding it, like you're getting value out of it, like you're serving a purpose, or does it feel more like I'm still trying to figure it out? Anywhere you're at, I'm curious to hear. There are no wrong answers here. You can type in the chat or you can unmute. You know I prefer unmuting, but whatever works for you. Mine's just slow moving, so I, I think I get it. I just need to carve out time to do the, what I wanted to do. What did you want to do? Um, I, well, I want to be looking for opportunities for those small, medium, and large, the centerpieces that we talked about. Um, and I guess I, I like, I have my sentence for what to, how to talk about what I do. Um, I, well, I went to go, well, I like update window display type things. I, I went to the content stuff immediately because I didn't know mm -hmm. who to talk to or, or what to ask. Um, so I just feel like it's slow because everything else comes first. <laughs> but I've been trying to, like, I, I listen Does to everything the else come one. first though? <laughs> I just wrote an email and essentially what the email said was the first thing that we're doing is aligning with kind of our, or realizing where are we trying to go? What's the point of doing all this work? And I think that what I just heard from you was I really want to be selling these things and reaching out to people to do it. Like more of that relationship side of things. And this, let me just let me pull it up real quick. Uh, the second thing is creating a plan 
so that everything you're doing is serving a purpose. And since you guys are in this group, you know part of the plan is the rotation of the months. So for this first month, it's putting yourself out there and talking about what you do so that people know that you do it. Part three, this is the part where I wanted to speak to, is creating new habits. So letting go of all the things we're supposed to do and prioritizing the thing that's most important. And I'll just get part four for now, but I really wanted to get to the part three. So are we doing too much part three? Like I'm doing all the things and kind of dancing around actually doing the things I need to do. I'm just curious, I don't know that you are. It's real easy to do that. I've been trying not to do that. Um, like I would like to set up the Pinterest smart loops and I like to have different pictures. Like I've been trying not to do that stuff. It, it's more like family stuff and house stuff and still unpacking. And yeah. it, it's that stuff that I'm getting. Gotcha. I, what I was trying to carve out like Wednesdays to make sure I was doing this kind of work um, or like set aside and try to fit it in. If I, if I pick a specific thing and kind of put it on the calendar, then it's more likely to get done. Can I also, this is for everybody. Um, when you're in life like that and it feels like I've just got too much to do and I need to carve out time to do it and prioritize and all the things. Um, it only takes 30 seconds to voice message somebody. So it's, it's sometimes that we're more afraid of doing it and so we let everything else creep in first i've got to do the laundry i've got to do the dishes i've got to whatever when we could do the laundry and the dishes and not do anything else for the day but send two or three voice messages to people and we've still done a lot of work that day just throw just throwing that out there as a thing to think about if you need help thinking through that some more put in slack How's, how's visibility going for everybody else? So we understanding, feeling like I have a solid idea of what I should be working on this month. Um, are you working on it? What's, what's happening? Danica, did you just mute? You were unmuted and then you muted? No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I have something to say, but I know I talk too much. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quiet and let somebody else no, you're talk first. <laughs> I guess I can start. Um, so I've been doing uh, a bunch of shows like off the hook. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired, but they're so good. Yeah. Um, it's got me a ton of visibility to, um, I'm picking a lot of markets that do really good social media. So they're like sharing a lot of my stuff, you know, like I'm doing videos so that they reshare the videos and then people see my stuff. Um, so what I've been finding is I'm getting better at asking people to sign up for my newsletter. So it was like a huge accomplishment this week. It was like, yeah, yeah like five times that. Um, 
what I think I'm now trying to figure out that I was um, watching some of your videos on is finding the visibility now for like, I figured out that market that now is buying my stuff. Like that's what the, these markets have really, really done is, okay, this is the customer I need to go give visibility to. Right. Mm-hmm. What I found that's kind of hard is it's women between 40 and 65 that love bright colors. They love words. They love quotes. And they're usually like crafty people, you know, or religious people. Um, they're very social, but what's I'm finding hard is like, okay, so how do I get to them? Like, where are the places do I go for them? You just describe my mother. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) I say you just describe my mother. Um, so what, like I'm putting myself in my mother's headspace. What does she love? And I'm thinking about, okay, she's, she has like the most amazing craft room I've ever seen. It's like organized by color and like yes. explosion of that stuff. Yeah. Um, she spends a lot of time online taking scrapbook classes or card making classes. Like, so and this is just off the top of my head, but like I'm putting myself in her shoes. And if I'm looking at my circles and one of the things that they have in there is they're crafty. Okay. Just look at that one little piece. Where do crafty people hang out? And you can go down that rabbit hole for a while. And then you can pick a different thing to go down that rabbit hole. But all you got to do is look at one section crafty. Where are the crafty people? or religion where are the religious people where do they your type of religious people where do they spend their time yeah that's a good that's where the the typical um what is it called i can't even remember what it's called anymore but there's this exercise that like every single marketing program in the history of the world makes you do where you outline your ideal person and what they do and where they spend their time and all of that which is kind of what I'm telling you to do in a way. Cause I'm saying, okay, look at this one little sector of that person and see where do they spend their time. But that doesn't mean that that little section is the only person who's your ideal art buyer. The way we look at it is more comprehensively. Got it. I think that makes it so much more manageable. Cause when I walked away from the last fair, I was like, all right, I got it. I got the persona. Like I know where I need to now like focus to get visibility, but it was like, oh my God, they do so many things. <laughs> so that's a great. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was thinking about this yesterday, like my husband, I could qualify him. I'm not selling art, but I could qualify him as an ideal art buyer for me for a couple of different reasons. Uh, we both enjoy marketing. Um, we live in the same city. We have two children and we love educating them and nurturing them and spending time with them. Like we have these different connection points, but on the other side of the scale, I have a friend who I can talk to gardening about and like, I can text her and be like, I put tomatoes in and it's two weeks early. (laughs) She'll be like, oh my God, I did too. If I said that to my husband, he'd be like, and so it's, it's not that we only have one specific person. 
we're looking for connection points. And what are those connection points? So um, the biggest gap between, and I'm not saying that you are doing this because I don't think you are, but the biggest gap between what most artists do when they're looking for visibility is they're like, oh, this is a great opportunity. My art got out there, I got it seen. That's all well and good. But if you're not paying attention to and trying to capture who are the people who, like literal people, yeah, yeah. Sarah and Kelly and Daniela are three people I found who I felt were ideal art buyers for me. So if I'm not capturing those three people and putting them on my list and getting them in my content place, then what's the point of all this visibility that you're doing? Totally. I, th I think you're right. And that's kind of what these festivals really made me realize was like, this last weekend wasn't a failure. I still made, you know, some money, but um, it was really interesting that I was trying a whole new market. I was like, okay, this is a new space. These are like people in their thirties and forties, you know, they're on the higher end of their salary. Right. And they like mm -hmm. glitzy things. And it was really amazing. It was so obvious that I would watch them walk by. And then you would see that 40 to 60 year old woman like that, that's the target buyer go, what? <laughs> you know, like you would see her stop and like take it in. And it was such a good, like learning for me to your point of like, okay, so I need to find places where they go. Like not these people yeah. where they go. That's the right. visibility. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I love events. I've said this before, because they serve all the purposes. Like you can find new people there. You can start nurturing them. And you also have the opportunity to make sales. But most people say that that visibility opportunity was a success or a failure based on the sales only. Mm -hmm. I like to judge it based on all three. Three, got it. Um, so for example, I did a collaboration with a, a group where I taught a class for them. I ended up actually getting one sale out of that that weekend, which was awesome. I wasn't expecting any sales. What I was expecting was, okay, I'm going to find 10 to 15 people that I love that will want to join my email list that I can start nurturing. Because people, in, for me, and everyone has different buying cycles, but I'd say this is more average than not. Most people don't just straight up buy from me. Like they start to learn that I exist and then they want more and they want to go deeper down that rabbit hole for some amount of time before they decide, yes, this is what I want. Granted, I'm selling a teaching product and you're selling art, but it's the same mentality process in someone's head. I want, I see it and I like it. I see a lot of things that I like. And so I need to be drawn in and convinced that that is the thing I want to buy. It's not just a one-off. Usually. Sometimes it is. And those are great. Do you think it makes sense to, so I was working on my metrics, um, 
based on what you just said, I think was a really important takeaway that I just had was, okay, so you go to an event, like, yes, you want to hopefully break even, right? But you also mm-hmm. want to find some leads and you also want to find your ideal buyers to yep. put them on your, your orbit list, right? And also maybe even potential collaborators, people who say, hey, you should check this out. So like you have new ideas of where to go next. Yeah. Like there's all kinds of things that you're looking for. So do you think as part of the metrics then, is it good to measure like just from an events perspective of, okay, I went to this event. Here's how many leads I got. Here's how many ideal buyers I got. Here's the sale. And then it's almost like, okay, the next one, did I do better? Like, so, okay. Um, yeah, for sure. That's one way that you can measure it. Um, and also some years or some weeks, it's going to be better than others. So I don't, like if it's a market that's every Saturday, I would look at it as a whole. If it's something you're doing more than once, or if it's a like an art fair that you went to one year and you did really good. So you went to it again the next year and you didn't do as good. Look at it as more of an average. So you can almost start to see how is this overall working for me? But yes. I love me some metrics. The other thing that, um, where did I write this? Is she the only one that's frozen? I guess uh, she doesn't move and she doesn't talk anymore. <laughs> there she is. She's on mute. I think. I think she's muted. Oh. I think you're muted. There we go. I don't know what happened there. My whole Zoom thing just went. Boom, it went away and then it came back. Um, oh, we lost her. I think she got frozen again. I don't know what's happening. You're back. Zoom keeps shutting down and then restarting. Okay. I'm going to try this one more time. Not one more time. We're going to try it a couple more times, maybe. Um, But we were talking about what to measure. 
Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about ideal in a visibility month. We want to measure how many ideal art buyers we've gained, how many leads we've gained, which leads can be ideal art buyers as well. But I separate them because the leads are people who are already saying I'm interested in your thing. And then also how many people joined in Danica's case, joined her newsletter. So when we measure those things, we more proactively think about making sure that's what we're doing, what we're prioritizing. If you do nothing else other than try to find ideal art buyers and leads and get people to your content place in Visibility Month, you are winning. Because visibility is part one of the puzzle and we can't more regularly get to the sale unless we start with part one. Um, this is kind of also, if you're thinking about, if you are specifically trying to execute money now, and that's like, I'm only really focusing on that. If you think about the daily action steps, it's follow up with your leads and try to create new leads and I'm missing one. Know your numbers, know your numbers, uh, follow up with your leads, create new leads. So I had two people leave the group for the VIP consistent income because summertime. So now I'm like, hmm, I need to create some leads. So I'm thinking, how can I do that every day? So um, for example, on Sunday, I sent out an email about my podcast episode and I put a PS. I said, if you're interested, click here. So now I'm gonna go back and that was like putting a bug out there. So now I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna look at, okay, who clicked on that? Can I start nurturing those people? Can I say, hey, I don't know if this is for you, but I'd love to you know, talk to you about it if you have any interest. So I'm making them aware, I'm nurturing, I'm selling, but you can't get to the selling part until you get to the knowing part. So that's very similar to visibility nurture sales. It's let people know what you're doing nurture sales. It's very similar. It's just a different way of thinking about it. It makes a ton of sense. And I think you outlined like the mental hurdle I'm having to like really learn is I'm not going to a show to like get like, yes, it'd be great to hit a number. But I think mm -hmm. what I'm starting to like learn is when I used to, like when I was not really doing this as a business, it was like, oh, I just want to make some money. You know, I just want to break even yeah. with my art so I can keep doing it. Right. And I think I'm like, I'm having to mentally talk to myself like through events and be like, getting money out of this person's pocket is not the objective today. Like the objective is, did I connect with somebody that wants to now build a relationship and come, you know, follow my art and see more art and, you know, build that relationship. And it's really interesting. Like I'm finding it, like, it's a hard skill to like. It uh, is. It's a totally different mindset switch than. I don't know that I've ever met anyone who naturally thinks about it that way. 
yeah. I think everyone goes into it thinking, did I make money? Did I make money? Did I make money? And then they get discouraged because not because they didn't do it right or because their art wasn't good enough, but because they're working on outdated beliefs about how things work. Yeah, it was a good, it's a good learning lesson for sure. It's, it really is. And I also will say, when you go into it with that mindset of how can I find people to nurture? Often you end up with more sales because you're not in this headspace of how do I make them buy from me? How do I make them buy from me? It's more like a relaxed, I got this. I'm nailing it right now. <laughs> That's a really good point. It just feels better too. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> How are other people doing? This is, this is called a Q&A and it's, you're very welcome to bring your questions, but it's also a discussion. Like, I'm just as happy to sit here and talk to you guys about almost teach based on what your own experiences are. Both make me equally happy. You know what? I haven't talked to you in a while. You've been um, launching and traveling and all the things. What's going on with you? Yeah, almost too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on and um, I am I don't really know how to handle everything but I'm just you know pushing through um, so the launch went well uh, yeah I mean I'm, I sold more prints in four days than I I had ever sold before which is I mean you know it wasn't huge but you know when you put it in that perspective it's like you know, something. Um, yeah, I like to look at it as like percentages. So I did 20% better than last time. I did, instead of, a lot of what I'm teaching you guys just mindset shifts, but they make a big difference. Um, instead of like, I didn't make $4,000, I was hoping, I mean, that would be cool. I would like $4,000, but before I've only made hundred dollars and now I've made three hundred dollars and so that's awesome like 200 percent increase I like percentages better than numbers yeah well in terms of percentages I've definitely done very well <laughs> I mean it's also the first launch of this kind I've ever done so you know the comparison is not very fair um but anyway I'm, I'm i'm quite happy with it i just don't know i mean I've, I've learned things from it too like for example i i had the plan of making three uh similar launches one after the other with the same theme i don't want to do it anymore no i mean uh because i mean not immediately after this one i want to do something else and i want to come back to this one later because I feel I'm going to repeat myself way too much with the same story. And I've kind of already, I mean, all the people who wanted to buy the story, as it were, have done so. I think I've reached, you know, the sort of 
limit of, of, of the people who, it was a very niche project anyway, I think. Yep. <laughs> Do you know this or are you projecting your beliefs? Well, of course I don't know it, but I sort of guess it. I don't know. Um, okay, so you said two different things. You said, I don't want to do it again, or at least not right now, I want to do something different and then come back to it. Yes. That's yeah. one piece. Mm -hmm. But then you said, I don't want to do it because I think I've maxed out the people who have that story. And so I believe that I believe that I could have repeat buyers, mm -hmm. but not immediately. So, you know, I don't want to kill my chances of repeat buyers by doing it too quickly after the first one. So I want to leave some space for them, you know, to get the first one, to fall in love with it, you know, to whatever, to, I don't know. I get what you're saying, but also, you know, this concept of the more you talk about one thing, the more people buy into it, whether it's like getting more and more and more people into this bucket or whether it's like getting people deeper and deeper and deeper into this bucket versus I'm going to talk about one thing and then flop over here and then come over here and then come over there and then go back there like I know what you're saying it's just that I it doesn't feel right to me to keep telling the story right now it's, I feel like I'm repeating myself too much and it doesn't feel comfortable it's not coming from the right place you know when I first said it, it felt good. And I feel that some space is going to bring me back in that mood of talking okay. about it again. Okay. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like push you one direction or another. I just want you to think about mm -hmm. all these things. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've thought about it. And I think this is the conclusion I got to at the moment. And, yeah. uh, and also I've done the mistake of overlapping it with the holiday. Like, okay, I've done most of the work before the holiday. But there was actually still a, quite a bit of stuff I had to do in the background during my holiday. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I couldn't really enjoy either, you know, and I was kind of burnt out afterwards. And, and it was also the end of the holiday <laughs> and I was already. Yeah. Can you schedule the next time you want to do this on your calendar so that doesn't happen again? Yeah, well, I did do that, but I underestimated the amount of work I was going to have to do during the holiday. That was the problem. So I will not do that again. So yeah, I, mm -hmm. I will schedule it. And So we and, had talked about you potentially doing one of these a month where, you know, it takes you a month to make something. So you spend your month making it and talking about it. And at the end, you kind of have this formula for a launch that you do for that print and then you move on to the next one so mm -hmm. what do you want it to look like differently than that moving forward I don't know I just I mean it, this is something new to me and I feel so overwhelmed um and the overwhelming part mostly is being organized like if you if you just let me do my thing and do work and post it on Instagram and talk about it. I'm happy. I'm like a fish in a happy little boat, you know. <laughs> but if you tell me, no, you have to do this today and that in three days and you have to send me the newsletter now and you just, it's like, oh my God, 
why i totally know what you mean i rebel against that so hard and that being said I work with these other people who are helping me and I'm super grateful for their help. You know, the people who do the drop shipping, mm-hmm. you know, they've done a lot of stuff in the, in the background for me for free. I mean, well, you know, I, it's a collaboration basically, but um, so I can't do my thing. I have to, we, we have to synchronize, you know, so that, that adds some complication. But I got back to them and they, you know, we were both happy with how it went, but we both agreed that we'd probably space it out a bit more. So, you know, they they said, do the next one in three weeks after the other one. And I was like, no way. No. And is it every two months? Sorry? Is it every two months? I think that would feel a bit more comfortable. I mean, I'm, I'm not making a recipe, you know, I could change it, but because now I have a lot of things happening I had the exhibition three days after that you know and I had to go to Bucharest and set everything up and engage with everyone you know and then now I have to prepare for a conference and it's just all of these things I mean yeah they're all in the calendar but I can't keep up with them you know okay so here's what I want you to look at can I schedule out this is specifically for you um like one possible possible selling event slash activity per month so it doesn't always have to be a launch it could be a um what do you call it, exhibition mm-hmm. so we have one this month we have one this next month we have one the month after that and start looking at okay what month do i want that to be in and it could be that you do a rotation so it might be Okay, so the first month I want to do an exhibition. The second month I want to do an artist talk at a gallery. And the third I want to do a launch. And then I'm going to start back over. Something along those lines. So you're not always having to reinvent the wheel because I see one overwhelm with doing too many things at once happening with you. But two, um, also overwhelmed with well what do i do now if i don't want to do that so if we could come up with some sort of formula about what you want that to look like on a rotational basis Mm -hmm. that we could aim for and we're not going to get it perfect but just something to aim for so we know okay i want to look for something like this in august and i want to look for something like this in november and Mm -hmm. start to know what those were ahead of time So figuring that out is set and done. And all we have to then do is execute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds good. So that's your homework. I want you to think about what do I want my three, four, I don't, I don't care what the rotation is. Maybe it's two. What do I want my thing, my selling thing every month to look like so that I can kind of have some sort of formula to follow, to look for and plug pieces in, in different parts. Mm -hmm. And I have, I I mean, I have a question because I, I'm trying to, to have a consistent presence on Instagram Mm because that helps a lot. But for example, if I, if I decide I want to sell something this month, um, so I want to focus people's attention to that. Does that mean that whenever I talk about something else, I'm going to just defocus everyone or 
because that's kind of what I feel like. I can't talk about the same thing too many times. In a row. Think about it like maybe 75, 25. Could you do that? 75% of the time I'm talking about the thing I'm trying to sell. 25% of the time I can make it what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can try that. Yeah. So like you're not totally restricting yourself. You're giving yourself some freedom, but you're also prioritizing the thing you want them to know about. Also, I guess if I if I decide to make the sale, not a launch, but perhaps a specific piece, I don't have to talk about it for a month. I just talk about it for three days before it happens or for a week before it happens. The longer you talk about it, the more effective it's going to be. You don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Is it? It just depends what your goal is. If my goal is I want to sell, I don't know how many, 20 of these prints this month, but I only want to talk about it three times. Those goals aren't really aligning. So which one is pulling harder? And are we okay with um, compromising on the other one? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the answer is going to be compromise away. Sometimes the answer is going to be, no, I really need to like pull myself up to meet my other goal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I hope that was helpful. So back to homework. I want you to put that in Slack. Okay. When you figure out what it is. Where? Um, put it in the, just put it in the month focus channel. Visibility. Okay. That one's kind of ambiguous, but this is the visibility call. So we're going to put it in there. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Megan, Natalie, Casey, Love, Daniela. Anybody have anything they want to ask about today? Or just comments on how things are going or not going or I'm totally confused or I had an aha. Any of the above. I have a list of things I want to do, but I feel that I need to plan them. Mm. Like is it really thing. that you need to plan them or is it that I am putting them off to so I can not do them yet? Well, I maybe it's both because mm. I feel like I'm putting them off and then a week has gone by and I haven't done anything or, well, yeah. So I feel like when I put them in my calendar, I do them feel like a deal with myself so I think tomorrow well it's evening here so tomorrow I'm going to make a bit of a every Tuesday I'm doing that every Wednesday I'm doing that so that now it's a bit overwhelming it's a lot a big list but it's not that much it's just that I don't know what to do first and I need a bit can of I yeah, can I suggest something to you? And maybe this will work for you and maybe it won't. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I have those momentum boosters. Yeah. When you were talking, I was like, oh, she needs that one. 
Um, it's called One Aligned Action. This is in the toolkit under Confidence Create Momentum. One Aligned Action. So when I find myself in the place where I'm like, okay, and it's like what you said, it's half true. I really do need to plan it out, but also I'm procrastinating a little bit by saying I need to plan it out. Mm -hmm. I think, okay, what is the next one aligned action that I can take in this process? So I don't need to know from A to Z the plan. I need to know A and then I need to do A. Mm-hmm. And then after I've done A, then, and only then, do I go, what's B? And then I do B. Okay. So may I recommend trying this and seeing if it works for you, but in your calendar, put something like one aligned action to the thing I want to do. Okay. And it's actually really fun because you get in there and you're like okay what's the thing i need to do and then you see progress and then you don't have to know because here's why this works for me um when i make a plan i do a and then i do b and then something happens and so c is no longer the thing yeah f is now the thing but (laughs) my plan says c d e whatever i can't do the alphabet (laughs) so then I end up either trying to do all these extra things I don't really need to do. That's usually the thing. Or I'm like overwhelmed by the amount of things to do when I really could have just skipped all this middle part and mm-hmm. gone to the next thing. Or something happens that completely changes and now C through Z no longer are relevant. And then I'm like, Ooh, I get to make a new plan and put it off even longer. So just by making one next step, yeah so Um, what is the of you said things uh what is the thing uh (laughs) that is highest priority for you after my leads Mm -hmm. always Um, leads first always leads first (laughs) well that's the thing. It doesn't feel like a priority, but we talked about putting some things on my personal Facebook page to show the people that don't exactly follow me what I do. But it doesn't feel like a priority because it doesn't feel like it's going to lead to anything. Okay, good. I'm glad you brought this up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so why were we talking about you putting things on your personal Facebook page? I did not come up with that. You came no, up with that. No, I did, yes. Why did you say that seemed like something you might do? Because I feel like I need to expand my visibility. Mm-hmm. With the people there was something else too. In my, because they don't know. They don't know what I do, not not all of them. Wasn't there another thing? I'm thinking of something specific. Maybe I'm making it up, but I don't think I am. I don't know. I forgot. Um, Because the people who know you are your best buyers. True. And people like seeing what you do on your Facebook page, not your page, your 
I think you said both of those things. Yes, true. My business, Facebook business page works very well for me. True. And, and far, just because far, of marketing far. knowledge, we know that between one and 3% of the people who follow your business page actually see the posts, which is shit yeah. numbers. Excuse <laughs> my French. Yeah. But on your personal page, that number goes way up. Okay. Most people I know who use Facebook in their business use their personal page. And that's not, they're not like sitting there posting every day. I have this thing for sale. You should buy it. Mm -mm. Maybe every once in a while, there's one of those, but mostly it's, here's what I'm thinking about. Uh, here's what I'm working on. Here's this cool thing I accidentally did. Like, if you go to the section in the toolkit about how to talk about what you do in conversations, like anything that you would say there is an excellent choice for putting on a Facebook page. Facebook, what's the, what's the correct word for that? It's not page, because page is like business page. What's your personal one called? Your account? Put it on yeah, your account. Yeah. Okay. So this month being visibility, one excellent way to be more visible is to tell more people what you do. So your Facebook account would be a great way to easily fulfill that purpose. True. So I would say that sounds like a priority. Yeah, now when you say it like that, <laughs> it does. Yeah, thank you. Um, that is a good way to find what I call soft leads. Who we can then add to our orbit list and nurture. And nurture. And maybe if you're planning on continuing to post on your Facebook account, which I think you should, mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to get them to follow you anywhere else, but you could say, I also have a newsletter. Yeah. Come to think of it, all of your newsletters would make excellent Facebook account posts. So let's add that to our habit list. When we send out a newsletter, maybe it goes on your Facebook account too. The whole thing? Yeah, they're not that long. True. You okay. write pretty short and succinct. I'm always so scared to over well, overdo it okay but your homework <laughs> is limiting belief examiner it and if you feel comfortable share it in slack when you're done okay because i think it would be really useful for other people as well okay thank you very much so I guess you have two homeworks because also in Slack, I said your other homework is to post on your page. So the easiest way to start doing that 
would just be take your last newsletter and post a picture and put your newsletter in the caption and you've done A. And then you can figure out what B is. True. Sounds easier now. I know. <laughs> it's easier when you talk through it, get it out of your head. Mm -hmm. Thanks. You're welcome. Casey, you kind of look like you want to say something. Am I reading into that? Once again, the preschools in here and they've been playing It's a Small World very loudly. So that's where my head is today. <laughs> I think that's what I said last time I said that to you. It was the same thing. It's yeah. The preschool um, making your face do that. Yeah. I, I... I think I'm a little stalled out from all the stuff that we've processed in my quarterly call. Mm -hmm. um, I stalled put, meaning you're not stalled. I mean, anymore. I started to put the emails together and stuff to get out there and I am still committed to doing that, but uh, I got sidetracked. What's the name you of know, my autobiography? Um, I got an email from you the next day and I'm like, oh, she did it. And then I opened it and I'm like, wait, it's about an owl. <laughs> uh, Which I still loved the email. It was super cute, but yeah. What's up yeah. with that? So I just need to get going. So I don't really have, um, and then I got sidetracked by listening to the interview of the podcast so mm. which i'm not sure i was coherent in but um i was very confidently incoherent so i'm trying to figure <laughs> I, I feel like i'm uh just need to do that aligned action that you were just talking about so that um i can Let me see going. if that's the one i recommend for you I don't think that that would be a bad one. Of course, they're all good. Um, so in this toolkit, there are seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven momentum boosters you can choose from. Um, I think this one is better for you. I was just looking at that, but my problem is, I'm not sure I know what the simplest way to exit. <laughs> like, can I share your document that we? Yeah, sure. Okay, so is day one the one we're starting with? Yeah, and I've I've written some of it, but did you use this template? Um, I started to, but I couldn't think of fun facts about me and stuff. We all think that we are boring. Well, there's so many, I just couldn't narrow it down. Oh, I like that. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> like a fun fact that I would use is that I like to garden. Is that actually fun? Right. I mean, to some people, it's going to be fun. <laughs> to other people, it's like, okay. But like, just what is true about you? 
exactly right. It is a thing. It doesn't have to be when I was 14, I got arrested for stealing a candy bar and my mom maybe give it back. Like we don't have to go that far. And also do they arrest 14 year olds for stealing candy bars? I don't think so. But um, the way that I think about interesting facts, making it more interesting is instead of saying, I like gardening, saying, I like to grow perennials because they come back every year and I have to do less work, such as the email I wrote today. Okay. So just getting more specific about it. Um, actually, the other thing I was gonna share with you is like, for example, we came up with kind of the starting point of the email. Mm -hmm. I spend time making myself small in order to please people and that's soul crushing. So when we're thinking about that phrase, like, can we think of a specific instance where we did that and just talk about that? 15 years of marriage? I don't like. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to do that to my kids, but. Um, <laughs> do your kids read that? No, okay. It's fine. You don't have to go there if you don't want to. Uh, but maybe you can think of a specific instance in that marriage and you don't have to name names, but you can just say, such as when I, when I did this and someone I knew did that. Yeah. I think we learn who we can share our successes with and who, um, who that threatens or who, you know, who, who is going to cheer us on and who's going to um, put up barriers to that. Um, and so I can, I mean, I can think of a, many examples of that. Um, and it feeds that voice in your head that says, yeah, people probably don't want to hear this from you. If your voice in your head is saying that, it's a great email to put in your, it's not really a welcome, we're going to call it welcome series. It's a great email to put in there because you want to weed people out as soon as possible if you don't want to have to uh, censor for them down the road. So if we can just get them to unsubscribe right off the bat, we're doing good. So tell me more about that. In your welcome in the welcome email so like for example we just talked about um trying to people please is soul crushing mm -hmm. so if we share a specific instance about people pleasing being soul crushing and we're worried about that story turning people off turning people away making people uncomfortable that's actually a good thing because then they can self-select out at the beginning and then it feels like you're, you have a safe space to share whatever you wanna share. Sometimes when I write one of those emails, I'll even put like a PS, um, if this triggered you in any way, feel free to unsubscribe, no hard feelings, the button's down below. encourage them to unsubscribe. Yeah, I think sort of along the lines of the stuff that we've been talking about, I'm, I, 
I'm feeling still on the fence about how much of that I, I do share and where's the right, can, what's the right container for it? And I, I guess I, which is funny because I'm a chronic oversharer and it's not that I don't, it's not that I'm not willing to share things. It's just a, um, is, is that, is that the vibe? But I guess if authenticity is my number one vibe, then it is the vibe. Exactly. Can I just share, I'm, I'm just like listening to what you're saying and I'm already connecting with you like crazy. I'm like, oh, I know her. Like, I want to know her more. <laughs> so I don't know if that helps you at all, but just listening to what your like little sentences were, I connected with you immediately. Okay. Thank you. That does help. Yeah. That's uh, what you want. Yeah. You can put out emails all day long that say, I think flowers are pretty, don't you? I've got an owl for sale. I've got an owl for sale. But I mean, like... <laughs> Who talks about their owl being coronated in secret without any people? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Um, okay, that's helpful. I will yeah. be bold or enough. I want you to think about your email list as a way to create a safe space for you to be as authentic as possible. And I think if you think about it that way. Create a safe space for me to be what? As authentic as possible. Share whatever you want to share. Like things you wouldn't share on social media, you can share them in your email list because the people who are on there are on there because they want to hear that stuff. That's how I started becoming more comfortable with sharing things I was afraid to share. So I started with my email list and I would say unsubscribe. So I could send another email about that thing that if they didn't want to hear about that thing, they have already gone away. So now the people who do want to hear about it are there. Okay. I've got time for maybe one more. If anybody has anything they want to share or talked about, or think about, get feedback on. And if not, we will just end on time. Which is something I'm trying to do more, but I also really like to talk to you guys. Can I ask a question if nobody else has one? okay really quick I don't see anybody Uh, else raising their hand so yes (laughs) um I got a lead for a commission at my last show and so I had a call I asked her if she would like do a call with me so we got on a call together heard the whole like what she's looking for I kind of shared you know what I do and then I followed up with her and I gave her like some pictures of work I've done like some ideas for her commission And she came back and said like, or or she hasn't come back yet, but during the call, she said, I will send you some pictures of my garden because she's trying to do something for her office that looks out to her garden. Um, So I've sent her the pricing, like all of that. I'm curious of like, this follow-up feels really awkward. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm a weekend. Because now you put the pricing out there and she hasn't gotten back to me. 
Yeah. So I'm like, A, what is the right timing? Like, how long do I give her to kind of sit and ruminate? But also like, I'm trying to figure out like, is there a way that I can just follow up and be like, Hey, I saw a beautiful picture of an English garden. I thought you would like, or, you know, like, how do I follow up, but don't follow up? You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, let me show you something. I think it's under here. What do I do during my nurture time? I should probably rename this so you can find it. It also has in here, what do I do during my nurture time? It has um, a sample follow-up schedule. So if they don't respond, it has like a very clear exactly what to do slash timeline. So in seven to 10 days, we're gonna resend that email, just hit forward, type in her email address and then say something like on the new email, I know you're busy, so I just want to make sure this didn't get lost. Um, looking forward to seeing your pictures. Uh, the easiest way is to email them to me, but you could also text them to me at da 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 da. So okay. like clear how to get back to you. Five days later, and again, these are not like set in stone. If I miss it or if it's too long or it's shorter, it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to give you an idea of how I would do it. Five days later, you can do something like um, talk about creating a piece based on your garden and why she said she wanted it, what you love about doing that with people. And then if she still doesn't respond five days, a lot of times these kinds of things will trigger, oh yeah, that's why I wanted it. So now I'm going to come back and answer her, even though I was like, oh, it was a little more than I wanted to spend and I wasn't sure, but oh yeah, that was the vision. Okay, now I'm, now I'm back. Um, if that doesn't work, five days later, email her and say, hey, I found this picture of an English garden I thought you would love um, and nothing else. Like just, I'm not pressuring you. I'm just yeah. coming back into your space. And then 10 days later after that, I do a, hey, and maybe off the hook is not the right word, but yeah. um, hey, don't worry about it. I just wanted to let you know that I didn't hear back from you, which is okay. So I'm going to assume that you're no longer interested, but if something ever changes, just let me know, you know where to find me. And then a PS, if our wires got crossed and you still do want, let me know, we just don't have to have Okay. So then it's like, look, we can we can move on from this because eventually she's still she still wants it. Like she's not a no. She's just a I can't quite get over the hump yet. Yeah. So that puts her back in your pipeline of nurturing. Let's her feel more comfortable with the relationship. Yeah. And also says, hey, I'm not gonna follow up with you anymore about this. So if you actually want it, you need to let me know. Got it. Okay. That's super helpful. Thank you. You are welcome. I put it in the chat. Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, that was a good wrap up question. So um, that last bit was for everybody. That's my 
I didn't mean to make that a follow-up sequence. I just noticed myself doing those things and them working. So then I just kept putting them all together. And then I shared it with you. <laughs> it feels very non-pushy to me. It feels helpful. It feels informative. It's, um, you know, I'm, yes, I'd love it if you bought from me, obviously, but I'm not pushing you to buy from me, but I am doing my due diligence to make sure if you want it, you get it. And I mean, honestly, when I use that, not everybody ends up buying from me. Everybody ends up comfortable at the end, but I do get at least 50% more sales if I do that every time with all of my leads. And that's probably low, but I'm just guessing the number. I should know that number. Anyway, okay, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Um, thank you guys for coming and thanks for bringing your questions and we will talk soon. Thank you, have a good one. Welcome, bye. Bye.